Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. Ah, it's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook cheddar, extraordinary dairy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. I feel like the morale is high. The morale way is high. way high. It's way high. Also, the three of us have been having, we always had fun, but we've been having even more fun than usual. An exquisite amount of fun. We, it's been, we've been getting along really well, and I think it's like, finally, all the work we put into the podcast is sorting starting to materialize in yeah. a way we can see it. There are a lot of things going on behind the scenes in first degree land mm. that I think everybody is going to be pretty excited about. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Once we can show you and tell it's you. It's like we're doing that, that like thing that influencers do on social media where it's like working on a secret project. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> no. But you should give a fuck about ours because things are happening. That's right. For yes. first degree land. Billy, should we just jump into the day? Let's jump into the day. You know, it's September 2nd. And in 1666, the Great Fire of London begins. Now, this happened because King Charles II's (laughs) baker, who lived on Pudding Lane... What? It's a sign. It's a sign. If you listened last week, you know we have semi-fake plans to create a pudding <laughs> MLM. Way, when I was saying there were big plans going on in the that first is not three, it, it was not the pudding MLM. <laughs> that's a joke. I, I, I do think pudding's underrated so and I do think we should do something. I'm not sure that's our approach, but if we ever have a live show, there's going to be like pudding stands. Yes, like ab- we're going to bring pudding make into the mainstream. Make pudding ab- cool again. Absolutely. Yeah. So this fire spread ridiculously quick. More than four fifths of London was destroyed. That's four insane. fifths. Yes. Sometimes though, you just need to start over. Like, I'm not saying this was good. Yeah. But I just mean, you sometimes know, if you starting believe, over is not terrible. If you believe that everything happens for a reason, maybe they did need to. Start Honestly, over. I'm just searching for a silver lining. Thirteen thousand houses, ninety churches, uh, old St Paul's Cathedral was destroyed. 100,000 people were left homeless. Now, this was the 1600s? Yes. Now, yeah, start over. If you ever go to London, you'll see they are really, really afraid of fire because there's so many fire doors. If you ever go to London and you're staying in a hotel, mm-hmm. they've got doors, like these fire doors that are there that you're just like, we don't have these in America. They Fire is considered a real big thing even I now. I never noticed yeah. that. But I know so, that everything is like... I mean, We have fire so many- drills and fire escapes and fireproof... 
we care about fires too, especially in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, let's be honest. We have a great fire every year. Yeah, like yes. the Santa in Ana's the Malibu area. Like blow embers all over Malibu. <laughs> Miley Cyrus's house burned down. The Kardashians almost said, like, fire is big here too. I mean, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but we don't necessarily do a lot to stop it though. No, people just continue to build houses and then have fire insurance and then. I you think know. they do plan to burns. I just don't think they have enough. Yeah. They don't do it enough yeah. to clear. Sorry. It's still happening. It's almost time for the fire season to start now. It is. Yes. But that's what today is. And we are going to have a, we were going to veer a little bit into uh, London crimes mm-hmm. and then veer into something um, uh, that is along the same lines when we talk about True Crime Rewind. And we're going a lot of places today. Yeah. But thank you for that organic pivot, mm-hmm. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then he's going to pivot to me. And then I am going to say, we'll get to that in a second. But before then, we've got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay. Welcome to True. Well, nope. Wow. Welcome to On The Stand. Again, tired and hungover. God. (laughs) I've never, ever introduced True Crime Rewind, ever. Why am I doing Uh it? Because you want to be Billy. No, I definitely (laughs) don't want to be Billy. Sorry. The hell? Me either. Hard pass. I'd be Jack. Jack's Mm -hmm. Jack's life's fun. I don't think I want to be Alexis. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, you really don't. It sounds too difficult. I yeah, because I take too much on. Yes, and then I don't sleep, and then I self soothe. Anyways, not <laughs> this isn't the me podcast. <laughs> this isn't Alexis's therapy session. Um, on the stand is a segment where we each bring an idea, person, place, or thing onto the stand. We're debating it or prosecuting it or uh, what the other thing is, and then we vote if it's guilty or not guilty at yeah. the end. Again. <laughs> <laughs> running on empty damn right and after that if you guys aren't following us on instagram i don't know what's wrong with you you need to be following us on instagram so many fun things happening including voting on on the stand if it's guilty or not guilty we want everybody to weigh in yes honestly our instagram is very engaging mm-hmm. our instagram's gotten way better thanks taylor um but yeah i think you guys should all follow us at the first degree on Insta. Yeah, it's the best way to tell us what you're thinking about our crazy, crazy subjects that we bring yes. up. Well, Alexis, before we started uh, recording the podcast, you said that your On The Stand was amazing. Ooh. So I can't wait to hear it. Okay. So we all know of the archetype, the creepy van. The creepy van. Yes. Serial killers drive creepy vans. Creepy child molesters drive, drive creepy vans. Vans are for creepy people. Well, True Crime Garage literally has a shirt that says, Ban the Van. That's right. Ban the Van. I'm here. Okay. To defend the van. Yes. Oh. I am saying vans have gotten a bad rap. A minute. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. Minivans, the sheer size. A, you could have a bed in there. A, a windowless <laughs> van, you could have a bed in the dark. Mm. You can carry all your friends. There's usually like TVs built in the headrests. They have all the luxuries. Like it's a luxury vehicle. That's not true. Uh, it depends. A windowless yes. no, no, no. white van is not a luxury. Doesn't necessarily vehicle. have to be it a white can. van. And, and, that's and, just that's just a regular van. But like minivans, even even soccer mom vans no, get a bad mi- rap. Okay, these are two different things. Are you defending Both. the white creepy windowless van? It depends on the interior of the van. If it's a cool, if it's a nice van. 
Why did they make vans windowless? For work trucks and stuff. Yeah, work trucks. So, so, like my, just, da- my dad so you have tools and yeah. stuff, and if they're expensive, you don't want them to be stolen. It's yeah. just like to keep, to, yes. to protect the interior of the yeah. van. That being said, though, I want to argue for the van before you chime in, because I see it like teeming oh, inside you. You're, yeah. ready to, you're ready to speak. But before you do... Vans have luxury interiors. They can tow a trailer <laughs> or She's a boat. She's reading facts. She's reading facts. I, I made bullet points. They can trail a, a boat or a, a trailer. <laughs> they can haul more than a small truck can. And they have all-wheel drive. And there's like rows. You can separate your children if they don't get mm-hmm. along. They've got TVs. They've got outlets usually. Two sliding doors on both sides. Yeah. The ingenuity, the convenience and their reputation is like they're the black sheep of the vehicles in yeah. the world other than like I, I don't know i don't want to compare it to a worse vehicle cuz there is no worse reputation than that of the van i agree now this is some, i i have actually talked about this before of growing course you have. growing up i had this book listen i was a kid in the 70s and 80s vans were a big thing every Merch. You could look at any kind of merch from Star Wars to to Wonder Woman. Everybody had a van. Vans were a thing. And when I would see Nick and the Captain have the uh, the shirt with uh, "Ban the Van," yep. defend the van. If it has, is it an, ban the fan or defend the no, van? No, they have no, ban, they have ban, ban the van. The van. I know, but he but, just but, me, but I'm saying defend the van. If the van has a really cool mural of a wizard fighting a tiger on the side or something along no, those lines, no, that doesn't make a van cool. That brings a van down. No. Yeah, yeah, a no. wizard van, Billy. Yes. Like, I will show you pictures. Of, you know what? We're going to share this on social media. I will show. I had a book when I was little, and they had these amazing vans, and they all had wizards on them and stuff. And Everyone's had- going to agree with you because our listeners are women and are obsessed with you. So you're already going to win. <laughs> but let's be real. The van is fucking cool. I have a reason. Usually the seats go all the way back down on every row. Well, I have a reason to defend the van. So back in the day when I was in college, graduating college, first going out on my music tours, I've toured in many of vans. They're comfortable. You can fit a lot of starving musicians in one single van. And their items for their skinny bodies. And their items. And if you're small enough, you can fit many bodies in each row to lie down and fall Sleep. asleep in. It's yeah. So I have I don't know what else you would do it in. Like if you're a band starting out and starting to tour, there is no other vehicle that you can really tour in that's going to support you like a van well yeah with all the lay down seats with all the areas with all mm-hmm. the the air vents for ventilation like good ac <laughs> circulation there are vents in the ceiling and below in the back <laughs> yes Listen, I'm telling you, imagine that i'm telling you it's why senior citizens roll in them like they are I the like most comfortable car there ever was i do think a windowless van is sketchy though not if you're a repairman but then if you are a murderer trying to like... Well, they're exploiting the goodness that is the van. That is... They are ex- they're leveraging the van against us, which is what they want. They want us uh, to turn on them. Yes. Ah, uh, so yes. Be on the lookout for the Defend the Van merch from the first degree coming mm, soon. Coming with the pudding MLMs. Pudding and vans for your enjoyment. Pudding and vans. Um, I'm going to go next. Wait. Guilty or I'm innocent? Sorry. Innocent. Not guilty. Not guilty. Guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. Not guilty, not bitches. Guilty. I like a van. I'm not against a van. I might drive one. 
Yeah, I was one of them. What about those old VW buses? Those aren't buses; those are vans. They call them buses, but like mm-hmm. that's cool. My family had one. We drove to Florida in one of them. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> they are pretty cool. And after our retro-themed night photo shoot, like this weekend, I want it a could fucking be retro VW bus, a first-degree mobile. I think Dude? would be a VW van. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yes, van bus. We'll make it like the Scooby one, Cute. the scary machine. Cute. What is it called? The scary machine? Scooby Mobile. That's right. I don't know if the that's scary right. machine. I'm going to go now. Yeah. On the stand for me today, and I got inspired because before we started, Alexis was eating our uh, first degree uh, themed food item that's not pudding, which is a ham and pineapple pizza. Sure. A Hawaiian pizza. A Hawaiian if you pizza. Will. Yeah. So on the stand for me today, and this is not exactly what you were eating, but it is what you will be eating later, is cold pizza. Ooh. Refrigerated pizza, day old, cold, cold pizza. Now, I feel like a lot of people like a p- cold pizza, but they don't know why. So I did a little research and I found some facts. Oh. So cold pizza has similar properties to curries and stew that it can benefit from a little time in the refrigerator because of all the herbs in it. So when you first get a pizza, it's got all the different things going on and it's hot and the flavors are all kind of conflicting with each other. But once you put it in the refrigerator and let it cool down and fuse, it steeps. It's like a tea. Steeps. And then they all kind of fuse together in this like amazing super pizza flavor. Whoa. So that's why... I think it tastes better cold because no other, I'm not a leftover type of a person. Cold pizza is one of the only things that I'll eat as leftover. See, I heat up cold pizza. I, I'll oh. eat, I'll eat room temp pizza. You don't want to refer to like the pizza I'm eating right now in front of me is room temp because yeah. it's been here a while, Yeah, but it's delish cold. Well, the cheese coagulates in a way that I mm-hmm. doesn't, I love a it melty a cheese. Bit. Yeah. So I love day old pizza. You guys know me. I actually love, um, leftovers because I'm lazy. I don't want to get more food the next day and wait for, po- I, I love, I prefer leftover and pizza. It just back in the oven melts once again. I will say it's often better, mm. but the day old aspect, it rings true for me. And I bet you those flavors still stay intact and probably even better because they have steeped. And yet then I, then I, uh, emulsify them with fire. Well, it's once you, <laughs> if you heat up a stew again, it still has all those, Beautiful Soup, flavors. Soups and shit only get better yeah. with age. Because it's like they haven't, you know, like disintegrated into the broth. All the, uh, oh, God. Heads. Anyone who knows about cooking is probably dying laughing at us because <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. Billy, what do you think about day-old pizza? Uh, I'm all for day-old pizza. I would, though, heat it up. I, you, I wow. do not eat cold pizza. Really? Yeah, I'd put it in the oven for a little bit. That being said, though, Billy eats very few things. I do eat He's the most things. picky eater. That's not true. Then who, though? Who are you going to compare me to? Anyone I've ever met. You're the pickiest eater I've ever met in my life. Really? Including, like, vegans I know. Mm -hmm. Vegans eat more than you. That's not true. (laughs) You don't eat anything. I do. I eat a lot of stuff. What what if I said no to? (laughs) I win in Billy's cabinets. He's got five jars of peanut butter, cereal, and protein bars. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. That's not like... He's a grain guy. And a fat guy, like peanut butter. What are you eating out of the jar, like Joe D'Angelo? Yeah, maybe I am. Ooh. I know you are. He eats it out of the jar, or he ate it out of the jar. Yeah, well, that's he why he's all skinny in jail now, because yeah, he doesn't have any peanut butter. Doesn't have that in his doctor, <laughs> his doctor Peppers. Wasn't it Paul? Paul who said there was like jars of peanut butter with spoons in it everywhere yeah. in the house when and, they found and, him. And Dr Pepper, those are those two things. Yeah, can't get that in prison. You know what? I bet he ate them together too. A, a Dr Pepper s- and a peanut you butter. Sick, indulgent mm. fuck, Joe D'Angelo. 
You sick. You hedonistic fuck. Fuck. Okay, anyways, pineapple on pizza. No, no, tail pizza. Tail pizza. Uh, I'm going to say not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. All right, Billy. all right, all right. Billy. All right. So on our table right now is a product that the, the, the geniuses at Gatorade decided to create. Now, there's a product called Pedialyte. Yeah. Now, Pedialyte is for little kids. Little kids get dehydrated and everything like that. And then Pedialyte was for kids. Now, suddenly, about probably 10 years ago, hungover people, which is a theme of this podcast, saw that (laughs) and said, I should use that. And it became a hangover cure. Yes. So Pedialyte Pedialyte was in a position where it's just like, we have this whole new market. This is amazing. Yeah. What does Gatorade do? Gatorade says, look at that. We're supposed to be the ones that help with hangovers. Oh. We're going to create Gatorlite. Which is what? what we're drinking right here. Yes. And it's exactly like I've Pedialyte. I've never heard of this before. This is not sponsored. No, it's not. I, this it is should not sponsored be. at all. Well, we, maybe. Should it be? How is it, Alexis? Um, It's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah, I like it. But I would name it something cuter, like Gatorlite? Crocolite. Like, they should have done, they should have done, well, like, a spin. Gatorade. I know. But, like, they should have <laughs> been, like, hey, this isn't our brand. Like, we should, I mean, they're ripping Pedialyte off. So they should have done like, we're going to yeah. launch it under a new name, you know, like yeah. separate from Gatorade brand. Unless it's like a, a crossover between Gatorade and Pedialyte. That is I, a weird... I don't believe it is, but it has a... It's specific, uh, scientifically formulated for rapid rehydration. It's got five electrolytes, a special blend, and everybody knows what it's for. It's I don't for see how hangovers. this is any different than regular Gatorade. I don't think regular Gatorade has chloride, magnesium, and calcium. Oh, Gatorade. Okay, so, so are you defending Gatorade? Do you like this, or do you no, think it's I a feel, rip off of I feel, I feel bad for the people at Pedialyte who are. This is fuck them. Definitely... They're rich corporate people. Oh so, is, so is Gatorade. So is Gatorade. I fuck them too. <laughs> okay. But like you having compassion for Pedialyte, it doesn't track for me. This is one of those things that Billy again didn't know what he was going to do, and he just threw it on the He's table. He's like, I am not prepared, but I'm going to pretend. Like, you know, on the stand, I'm going to say I have been, clocks. I actually have been thinking of this. I'm going to say lamps. <laughs> no, but like fuck Pedialyte, and fuck Gatorade, chairs. unless you guys have sponsorship money. Yes, I also do like that Gatorade is the, the only the only place that serves Gatorade in terms of fast food places is Taco Bell because Taco Bell knows their audience. Yes, they except know. they're taking away all of our fan favorites at Taco Bell. Yeah. What? I mean, as long as they, they canceled still, a ton of our well, the potatoes they, are coming back. Why would they sell Gatorade if they have Baja Blast? Want, I don't want potatoes at Taco Bell. Bring back the Mexican pizza. That's why you got to get I don't a, want a potato. No, I'm going to go to you gotta McDonald's. That's why you got to get a from Del Taco. Uh, honestly, Del Taco's, they follow us on Instagram. Del Taco's been a, like pretty supportive. Oh, no, they're, they're fans of the them. show. Friends of the show. No, but Big, I'm saying fat, they, crispy chicken tacos are back, and that's all you need. Well, they literally made the crunchtata because Taco Bell were idiots. See, yeah. that's smart. They're not like Gatorade taking Pedialyte shit. <laughs> they saw a hole in the market. Fill the market. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll, we'll rescue the Taco Bell fans that are being um, neglected yeah. by talk about yeah i don't know why i don't know why companies do this they get rid of the fan faves and then they lose loyal fans well team del taco team del taco back okay. to gator light back to gator light it's good product but you know what let pedialyte have its due so i'm gonna say guilty i'm gonna say mistrial fuck them both <laughs> i'm gonna say guilty because again i really want to look 
like back to back of the ingredients between Gator Light and Gatorade because I doubt they're different. This Gator- seems like a marketing scheme. Dude, Gator Light is also so hard to say. Pedialyte, it sounds like child's medicine, but it's easier to say than Gator Light. Gator Light actually sounds like a uh, fucking monster energy, like for loco or disease <laughs> like i've got the gator light in my toes you know like like frostbite like or gangrene yes. once again gatorade if you want to sponsor uh. <laughs> yeah um so the sales- hashtag obviously not an ad <laughs> the sales team should definitely clip this and send it to them yes anyways all right well when we come back uh it is time for some true crime rewind When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally. First with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Stodd, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. 
Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome everyone to True Crime Rewind. <laughs> what we're doing right now is we are talking about Billy a crime a that happened in London. Please get off of me. I'm calling <laughs> HR right now. We don't have. I'm, I'm HR, HR, bitch. <laughs> Jack oh, is wow. actually Jack. Always checks. <laughs> I do. Jack check. be like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> Jack's HR. Like, Jack, stop arguing. Jack, Jack is HR. Okay. All right. So uh, we all know Jack the Ripper. Billy, He's what probably, did you call? What did you call me? The lukewarm water. The lukewarm water in between the fire and ice that is Alexis and Billy. Yes. Thank yes. you. Anyways, continue. So um, we have. Jack the Ripper. Everybody knows Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Now there was, uh, you know, the scourge of London, probably the most famous uh, serial killer ever. Probably the the guy that kicked off this whole entire genre that we're in. Now in the early '60s in London, there was someone that was killing sex workers who were found undressed near the river, and the press nicknamed this guy Jack the Stripper. Which I don't. I've never heard of. Have you heard of Alexis? No, but it sounds erotic. <laughs> It does. <laughs> I honestly thought it might have been like a magic mic. Honestly, I don't right. trademark pending. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm not sorry. a terrible idea. There, if somebody wants to search on Pornhub right now, I bet that there is a Jack the Stripper. Hundred yeah, percent, definitely some kind of a porn. A, but like is a the domain available? <laughs> Jackthestripper.com. You know what? Let me. This is why we have our computers out. Jack the stripper but while you're searching for it it got us thinking about <gasps> alexis buy now for twenty six hundred dollars so somebody is sitting on it somebody actually had the... somebody... there's probably blank the stripper there's probably every name the stripper yeah uh okay billy continue so it got us thinking about monikers how yeah. serial killers get their names how uh, you know anybody in in crime gets their names and you know we've talked about this uh, i think we talked about this a little bit before but there are some names that are out there that are just a little a little weird. Now, here's one of them. The Giggler. Do you know who the Giggler is? No, but I'm into it. Okay. What did the Giggler do? All right. Now, this guy, we're taking this from Ranker.com, by the way. In the early hours in uh, 1969 in June, a man who laughed and identified himself as the Giggler uh, called and reported the body of a dead man at a construction site. And this guy was awful, but the reason why they called him the Giggler is because he was laughing on the phone. Oh. Yes. The Giggler. But they did catch him, though. But isn't, don't these monikers usually go to serial killers that they can't find for a while? Yeah. Like, my like not fav- somebody that, like, turns himself in right away? Exactly. But my favorite, and Jack, we love to talk about this, my favorite serial killer who proposed his own monikers was... BTK. Of course, BTK. Yes. BTK. And I mean, if we must remember. Well, we have talked about this on the podcast before, but it was a long time ago. So I think that we can revisit BTK's monikers. Right. The His first self. He wanted to be the. So he was sending correspondence. He was playing cat and mouse with police. And he was suggesting monikers. And one was the Wichita Strangler, the Wichita Hangman. The affix, asphyxiator, which is too fucking hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> we've had to say that a lot on the podcast. And he also wanted to be, what is it, the Garoque Phantom. The Garoque Phantom. Yeah. And he had several that he was really trying to... But BTK... Well, here's the thing that I think people forget. He suggested BTK, and that did stick. Mm-hmm. And that probably gave him so I much... I hate fel- that I hate, I hate that. I hate Ugh. that the police gave him that. I hate that. They should have called him like the small dick... The small dick man. That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> it doesn't have a ring to it, and that's the point. Which is what the Golden State Killer should have been called. He should have called. That's but- what honestly most he should have been called. Be button called. penis. <laughs> Extraordinary. So there's also a the guy penis buttoner. There's also a guy named Buttermilk Bluebird. Buttermilk Bluebird. That yes. sounds like a delicious like a singer. Like it, who sounds like, it sounds like a like a craft cocktail. But, yeah, Ooh. I'll have the uh, buttermilk bluebird. It sounds like a rum, like a butter, hot buttered rum or something. So that sounds so delicious. Yeah. He apparently killed eight women shortly after marrying them. What does that have to do with buttermilk bluebirding? He was like Bluebird. He was a wealthy nobleman in a classic French folktale. What is this? The 1400s? Like, no, it's like I feel like this guy made up his own. He's a fucking yeah. BTK. No, he's a fool. He's like, I'm the buttermilk bluebird. I'm gonna go play a song and like. You're not that smooth, grass. dude. Yeah. You're like curdled milk, bro. <laughs> curdled now, milk. Now, because because Seinfeld is is a running theme in this show, you remember the episode, which was actually the Frogger episode. Um, when yeah. they had a serial killer who was being called the lopper because mm-hmm. he was cutting people's heads off. And there was a debate on what they should call him. The other names were the denogonizer. Denogonizer? Hedzo and son of dad. And he was killing people that looked like Jerry. Jerry, like my boyfriend? No, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. Or Jerry Seinfeld, the guy that the show's about. Also, your Jerry's good. No, but they, well, what's so <laughs> funny? What's so funny about Seinfeld though is they have the they have the Rifkin references too. They have so the they Rifkin have, references. They have like two two episodes that have kind of like overtaken by serial killer mm-hmm. references. I know. I wonder if that that was just in you know what was going on in the world, or if somebody kind of had a little inkling. Somebody had a little serial killer. Yeah, deal that's right. going on there. And didn't totally. didn't Kramer wasn't Kramer being uh, looked into as a serial killer when he came out to L.A. Yes, he mm-hmm. was a well, not maybe not a serial killer, but a murderer. When he had and the headshots, and, they yeah. were all watching it unfold on TV at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yep. So um, that begs the question, which apparently we've not been using correctly, but <laughs> was this something that you? Yeah, it's, a, with it's on something that we've podcast? been on the other. Yes, yes. Apparently, begs the question doesn't mean ask the question. No one cares. No cares. Okay, <laughs> Good, move on. <laughs> what would our names be? Oh. If we were criminals, not necessarily serial killers, but if we were criminals. Lex the Annihilator. We already went through this. What? Didn't we? Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe in, the, the, other, in the other show, not in, not in Killing Time. Lex the Destroyer. Lex. Wasn't it Lex? The Pulverizer. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I mean, I'll just keep going. I like Lex the Pulverizer. Lex the Liquidator. Ooh. That's pretty good. A little some alliteration in there. Yeah, you need an little an, an, an wow. Lex an and I'm tall. Lex the long liquidator. <laughs> that sounds like some like credit check. Lexi like. long legs the liquidator. <laughs> okay. Like a giant scary spider. I like that. Okay. Billy's right. is already taken. Slenderman is already taken. So headless gotta... headless scarecrow extraordinaire. Oh my god, bleep. Oh, Billy, what, yeah. what was it? The headless scarecrow. Yes, I, no, I, yeah, it wasn't a headless. It was bra- no, it was something scarecrow. It was a bra- um, brainless scarecrow or something like that. Brainless scarecrow. Billy yeah. got a bad review for something he's done, and yeah, they a, called him a, a brainless scarecrow. A, a bad review by a subject <laughs> <Okay>. of the. <laughs> That's okay. They, he he targeted me too, but mine wasn't as mean. He called no. me a Heather's cast reject, which yes. I took as a compliment. Yes. And then nasty and insidious, which also good. Insip- insipid, I believe. It Can was. we like tell the listeners What's who it is? 
Sippin. Oh, you guys know he was like an early episode, Jason Christopher Hughes. I know, but you mm-hmm. need to explain, like, explain it a little bit because you won't talk about this on your other podcast. We're not allowed. We'll talk, can we talk <laughs> about it on this podcast? Yeah, we can. Okay, so give a little backstory, and then you can go back to the next. Okay, days. yeah. So we covered, um, we called it Internet Satan. That yeah. was the name of our episode. We interviewed a subject named Rachel, and Rachel and I, for- Rachel and I formed a connection, and I was really disgusted by the fact that this internet stalker had been ruining her life for so long. And then I realized there are so many others and I was like, I'm going to make this a thing. So it's season it's installment two of unraveled. And, uh, the subject, Jason Christopher Hughes, if you're in our Facebook group, the guy with the very tiny glasses, if you Google him, he's on the New York post, scary guy, scary, scary guy, truly scary guy. Um, he is not pleased with the project. And a lot of people have been wondering, like, are you and Billy safe from him? No, um, but I also don't care. Like, I don't know what he could, whatever. My point is, is that he left us, what he's done so far is left us a review on iTunes and on IMDb, but like everyone knows it's him because he knows things only he would know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he left us a review and it was very colorful. Mm -hmm. Um, brainless scarecrow, Billy. He Mm -hmm. actually called Billy two names. What was the other one? Like, a joke of an investigative journalist yeah. or something. <laughs> a fraud of an investigative journalist. Yeah. A fraud, a fraud. <laughs> and he literally just said, I'm an insipid. Insipid, yeah. And nasty. I'm like, ooh, he's going, because Billy was reading it to me aloud. I'm like, he's going to attack. I was like, it's going to get bad. Yeah. He's like, Heather's cast reject. I'm like, this is, f- like, that's mm-hmm. nice. Wow, okay. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> like, I like brainless scarecrow. That like really, he's spoke to excellent me. at insults. Gotcha. I will give him that. He's very cre- colorful and creative with his language. But I, I hope, you know, for me, it's not personal. This was a, this was a job and a story and I felt passionate about it. He's taking this very personally. Not so much for us. So I'm not so saddened by his behavior. I'm just like, great insults. Uh, Heather Heather's is one of my favorite movies, so I'm actually literally very happy for the reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we are probably going to ask everybody on social media what our names should be. Yeah. We're gonna let the crowd decide. I didn't even get any. Cannon leg vanic. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you had a cannon as a leg. Have you ever seen uh Rose McGowan? Was it yeah, Roundhouse? Gr- Grindhouse, yeah. yeah. Grindhouse. She had like yeah. a chainsaw leg, like no, a, fucking cannon leg, leg yeah. vanic. Okay, I love is that there's so... no basis to that at all. Come on. No. <laughs> Come on though. <laughs> like that is such a fucking marriage of like a fictional character and the true Jack. Okay. Because you don't even have to get up. You just lay down and launch your cannonball leg at someone. That's what's up. And shit and then go to sleep. crumbles. All right. Well, give us. We need some uh, actual <laughs> recommendations for nicknames because we didn't get too far. If you don't vote Cannon Leg Vanek, it's over. Okay. <laughs> All right. So until then, yes, look for that on social media. But until then, we are going to hear about the worst things Ooh. that you have ever done. Terrible people. Ever. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, TruthFinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. 
TruthFinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Friends, enemies, thank you for joining us. It's been quite an episode. It's been quite an episode, and we're here for the darkest part of our podcast, the worst thing you've ever done. Mm. Firsty, worsties. Honestly, it's my favorite segment. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can call in? To yes. You? Yes, I do. Very but, much. Yes. You can call us at 323-539-3516. I'm going to say it one more time. 323-539-3516. You can email us a voice note if you want. Um as well. We haven't really gotten those, but that is an option. We're <clears> just <throat> not taking any written submissions. So we need to hear your beautiful, beautiful yeah, voices. Yeah, we're just not funny enough. I mean, the delivery is key. Uh, and also, a couple things to note. They'll ask for your name when you leave the message. We never hear that. We won't know it. You don't have to say it. And it'll cut off at just under three minutes. So if it cuts off, call us back. Pick right back up. We can always edit back in like it's one cohesive thing. Yep. Uh, but those are really the two key things to note. We also haven't gotten any harassing messages or voicemails yet, which I'm disappointed by. <laughs> because I would love to play one of those. Yeah, that would um, be interesting. But it can't be too mean against me because otherwise it'll disappear into the abyss and no one will ever hear it. Anyways, on to the firsty worsty of today's segment. Let's go. Stand by. Hey, guys. Um, I'm a longtime listener. Um and I wanted to just call in and tell you guys my story of what the worst thing I've ever done is. I don't know if it counts because I didn't really mean it. I didn't mean to do it. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you my story. So my husband and I, we had just moved into this neighborhood where the houses are patio homes. So they're, like, super close to each other. And our neighbors to the left, they were from Florida. The neighbors across from us, they were from New York, and they were super friendly, always did, like, neighborhood barbecues and basketball games, and they were the kind of neighbors where you come home with groceries, and if they caught you, you would be stuck talking to them for, like, half an hour. So one time, they were throwing a uh, barbecue, and they had invited us. Um, my husband, first of all, doesn't really like these kind of social events. Um, and he was sick, so he was he stayed inside and recovered. But I thought I would go out and meet all the neighbors. Um, and I went out there, and it turned out just to be the two dads. So the guy from Florida is probably in, like, his mid-40s. He is on the barbecue cooking hot dogs, and I open up a beer, and I'm talking to them. And, um, you know, it's a little awkward because I don't know them, and they don't know me. But he asks me how I like my hot dog cooked. And I say, I don't care as long as it's not burnt. And the guy from New York, he's probably in his 60s, he says um, that his sister, she only ate her hot dogs burnt, like to a crisp black. And then he keeps on talking about her. And at the end, he says, you know, she died from colon cancer a couple years ago. And immediately, without skipping a beat, I blurt out, I say, 
probably from all those burnt hot dogs. And it got really quiet, (laughs) really quick. I took my hot dog and I ate it inside my house and they never again invited us to any of these neighborhood um, get togethers. So that's probably the one thing that keeps me up at night. Um, And my husband never lets me forget about it. He makes fun of me all the time. So yeah, that's my story, guys. Okay. (laughs) What I want to say is that we all have a story like this where you react inappropriately to news of like death or trauma or something scary. Well, it's, it's like the fact that when I, I, which what I'm doing right now, I laugh when I get uncomfortable and nervous, Mm -hmm. like, and it's so inappropriate. You shouldn't be doing it, but it's just this reaction that just blurts out of you. And you're like, I don't know. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a a biological reaction. I'm telling you, I said something like this once and I'm not going to repeat it, but I I had a similar reaction and the person who I was friends with never spoke to me again. And this was in high school and it was a total innocent mistake because I think when we're presented with, with someone's pain or we don't know how to react, we're not like, there's no fucking books to read to know how to comfort someone or how, how to say the appropriate thing. And a lot of people turn to humor, like lightheartedness, as an exit from that awkwardness. Well, and it's not even that. It's like almost like an impulse reaction where you just are like, oh, my God, that was so uncomfortable and horrifying and terrible and traumatic. I don't know what to do. So I just like blurted this thing out. Not only that, cracking a joke usually relieves every situation. It's usually a great way out of some awkwardness. Especially she's like, they didn't know me. I didn't know him. She was trying. She was forcing conversation as it was. Yeah. And she was grasping at straws to try to like move it forward. Yeah. And it's an honest mistake. Like our brains can't piece together the repercussions of what we say fast enough to know that it's going to be awkward. And yeah. honestly, it was an honest mistake. She was not there to hear it. It was a mistake. And you know what? They didn't invite you then over to their barbecues again. They weren't drunk enough when you all were hanging out. <laughs> and that is their bad. And you don't want to fucking hang out with them anyway. Because your mistake is an honest mistake. And the fact that you still feel bad about it years later means you're a good person what you say is not what you do or who you are. It was a mistake. And, Forgive yourself. And she potentially could have been right. Honestly, carcinogens cause cancer. Yeah, well. <laughs> and especially like charred food. No, I charred mean, food. People say that about burnt toast. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't, it changes the chemical compounds in food. And I don't know the research. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I do know that I've heard that a lot on the internet. And some yes. of it could well, be Well, there true. was a 2010 you know, review at you know Vanderbilt if you, University. If you read said, something on the internet, it could, true. It could be yes. true. <laughs> no, but, but Vanderbilt University had a 2010 review that said that well-done meat can cause cancer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I'm taking away from this is I think that these types of stories are exactly what we were looking for when we started this segment of our podcast, because it's, it's these like cringy moments that you're like, Oh no. And it like keeps you up at night and everybody can kind of relate to and have their own story that is similar to that. You report over the details, but like you have to know it's a human mistake. It's a mistake that we've all done at least once. Forgive yourself. The fact that you feel bad, admonishes you you know you shouldn't they've all forgotten about it i promise and you're a good person and you know what i would have thought it was funny because i'm awkward and i do weird shit like that and get in trouble all the time 
Next. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do it, though, listeners. All right. So I really hope this is for killing time. It's not going to be extremely embarrassed. Um, so the worst thing, well, one of the worst things I have ever done, I was a bad college child. Um, I was, in my wild child days, um, dating and kind of going out and partying with whoever I wanted to and felt like and thought was cool and whatnot. So I went out with a guy I had met the same day, and he came and picked me up that night. Same night I had, like, messaged him on OkCupid or whatever the hell is using Tinder. And I got in his car, and I was like... This dude is about to kill me. Like, just the worst, creepiest vibes. His car was all beat up. He just gave me really off vibes. So I texted my best friend, and I was like, yo. I was like, you need to call me right now. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, just fucking call me. She didn't even make it around the block. And she called me. I'm like, oh, my God, why are you calling me, like, so late? And she's just like, what's wrong? I was like, oh, my God. So-and-so's in the hospital, your husband? Oh, I have to, I'll get there right now. I'm so sorry. I made up this complete-ass lie about her husband, boyfriend, person being in the hospital. Made the guy turn around while I was on the phone with her and take me back home. And he tried to, like, call me after that. And, you know, that was really fucked up of you, X, Y, Z, da, da, da. And I was just like, dude, like, I'm pretty sure he would have killed me, like, if I had stayed in that car with him any longer than I had to. And that was probably the worst thing I had ever done. Like, he was probably a really nice guy, but, you know, who wants to go at 10 o'clock at night to get a fucking snow cone? It was just, it was weird, and it was bad, and I am alive. So, yeah. But, yeah, this was seriously the coolest thing ever that y'all allow your listeners to do this and with that i'm gonna go hide somewhere because pretty sure my mom would shoot me at you that story okay bye okay well first of all if his response was to harass you and say what the <laughs> fuck then this guy's a psycho because like you give if you don't know someone that well you you have to pretend that's true mm-hmm. and you can't say like fuck you how could you do this like you should be like her friend's husband is probably sick. Like, even if it's a lie, well, you have to give that's them, what you do. You just got to give people the benefit of the doubt. You just don't know someone well enough to accuse them of lying to you, especially if the date didn't even get to climax. So <laughs> what I'm saying is like, he revealed his colors to you right there. Like, cause what if it was true? That's who he is when, when you have Christ, even a fake crisis. Also, I mean, this is, this is so mild. I feel like anybody that's been on any dating app that has met up with a stranger that's given off bad vibes has definitely made up some yeah. fake crisis to get out of it. That's just that's just what goes on. You got to do when it. you're, when you're yeah. on the app. It's part of it. Like you cannot expect a stranger to a, to do what you want, or you cannot go into a situation like that with expectations. If you don't meet in real life. How can you fucking possibly know if you're going to vibe? No. And it's not a direct insult to you. Like, people need to stop being so salty. It's like, 
not even the hottest people don't vibe together. It's not a looks thing. It's not a, it's not a job thing. It's like, it's specific no, it, energy yeah. and only so many people sync up. And I think we have to let go of this idea that like every time it doesn't work out, it's an insult to you. Yes. It's not. It's just people are looking for their fucking soulmate and you know it when you see it and they're not all going to be winners, guys. And you can't take it personally when it's not. And girl, your instincts are probably right because his reaction was not cool. Mm-hmm. No, you see To your yourself. lie. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you saved yourself a lot of trouble and you followed your instincts and that was the best thing. Yeah, I mean... We've all done it, babe. We've all... I've done it multiple times. But uh, the dating app world is just so hard because you thrust yourself into situations like that that you wouldn't have ever been in if you met somebody in real life. You know what I mean? Because you don't... Like, you're not going to meet somebody out at a coffee shop and then not get bad vibes, and then get bad vibes, and then not get bad vibes. I'm telling you, I've met people in person, like, drunken at a bar. Well, drunken is different. And then (laughs) been like, wow, he was so cool and sexy. And then going to the date, and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that's what I'm saying. Drunk is different. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're going to... You're gonna have beer goggles and think anybody that you meet and it's is your dark soulmate. And, and like everyone's and, yeah. vibe vibes with yours when you're blackout. Oh, <laughs> I've always I'm like, I could get along with a brick wall. If I'm drunk, <laughs> I will think a freaking window is my soulmate. And listen, this goes for men too. Men will be like, This house plant is fucking sexy. Yeah. I'm gonna stick my dick right in this dirt. And they and probably we're gonna do. live happily ever after. And they probably do. And they try it out. But that's the thing, like men, dick in men's standards go all over the place when they're drunk. They're their inhibitions go out the window, their logic, their self-preservation goes out the window. Yeah. So like, hey, these, again, we have to destigmatize them. They're not, everybody, like incels get mad when they're rejected. Women get mad when they're rejected. It's like, none of it's personal. And also, you know what? Rejection really builds your character. And rejection forces you to find somebody that's good for you. I think everybody should be rejected a million times in their life. Yeah. Honestly, because if it comes too easy, it's just... You don't want to always get what you want. You don't. Because what you want is not always healthy. What you need to learn, like, it, you need to sculpt it and it gets, it curbs to you. Yeah. With trial and error. And that is what rejection is all about. You know, like, not meant to be. The all person right. doesn't want you, so move on. <laughs> and it's not, it's not supposed to be hurtful. Like, it's not mean. It's like, everyone's got a match and that's not yours. Okay. Well, on that note, this is a dating podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, are you going to lead oh, us into the night with oh your Oh my god, is it already that time? Stanza? Fuck balls. Okay. So, on the heels of our moniker discussion, I decided to do a poem, mm. a stanza if you will, mm. called Georgia's Identity Crisis. Love this. <clears throat> Lord of the Idiots, Art Vandelay. I've got several identities, one might say. Mm. A bunch of mean kids, a bunch of mean kids called me a Mary because I skipped over a puddle and looked like a fairy. My other personas very much vary. Can't stand yet. I was called by my high school coach. I begged him to take a different approach. I invented my own nickname at work. I asked colleagues to call me T-Bone, but they (laughs) acted like jerks. They called me Coco the monkey because I flail my arms. The cruel names... Do nothing but harm. If I was a serial killer, my moniker would be the balding bumbler (laughs) or the body part fumbler, the neurotic destroyer or the two paid 
Boyer. Wow. <laughs> nice. That was incredible. Thanks, guys. Very that well was done. Very amazing. well done. Woohoo. Bye, friends. Goodbye. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today.